Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Talk Billy D. How's everybody doing this morning? Hey, today we're going to have Cameron Hines. Cam Hines out of uh, Science and Arts, USAO. Uh, he's a senior out of uh, Fort Cobb, Oklahoma. Played at Fort Cobb, Broxton. He's going to talk about that. Cam's going to talk about his uh, time there at Science and Arts. He had a great career. First team All-American uh, this season. Uh, a two-time All-American altogether. Uh, 2021, he was the uh, Sooner Athletic Conference Men's Basketball Student Athlete of the Year, because after all, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Get that degree. And he was uh, the 2021 Tournament MVP. This guy tallied almost 1,800 points, close to 400 rebounds, almost 400 assists, and 99 steals. I'll tell you what, Cameron Hines can flat play ball. He's going to talk about what he may do after college. He's going to talk about his career uh, from Fort Cobb, Broxton, all the way through to uh, Science and Arts. I think you're really going to enjoy uh, listening to Cam. Really nice guy. Really enjoyed it. Let's listen to Cam Hines, Science and Arts Basketball. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D here. Hey, I got uh, Cam Hines, uh, Science and Arts, First Team All-American, Sooner Athletic Conference Player of the Year. Welcome, Cam. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you taking your time to have me on the show. You know, Cam, you had an amazing career there at Science and Arts. I definitely want to talk through that. Uh, I just want to tell you congratulations on a, a great collegiate career. Thank you. Are you uh, looking to play beyond college? Yes, I'm still kind of weighing my options. Uh, I've gotten contacted by a couple of agents, you know, about going and furthering my career overseas. And uh, I've I've given a lot of thought to it, actually. I'm, I'm still in the process of kind of deciding what I'm going to do. But, uh, but I've also kind of given some thought about maybe staying over here in the U.S. and uh, going back to my hometown and coaching with my dad. Uh, at my at my high, old high school and uh, and then potentially playing in the TBL uh, next spring if I if I could get on one of the Oklahoma teams or, or a team locally in the region somewhere so you're you're keeping your options open yes yes sir yeah so, so I know you're you've always been a really good student I want to talk about your high school but I know you were a valedictorian in your class I know you were uh, a very good student there at uh, USAO you won some awards for that what did you major in there at uh, Science and Arts? Um, I actually majored in physical education and with a minor in history. And were you hoping to coach with that? What was is that what you were thinking? Yes, that that's been my intention. You know, before I you know gave some you know any thought to to going overseas or furthering my career after college, I had planned just to come back to my hometown and take over for my for my dad uh, as high school basketball coach here in Fort Cobb. Um, at Fort Cobb Broxton High School and that that's basically been my plan my whole life you know my dad he's coached ever since I was I was born um, and and we actually moved here to Fort Cobb uh, the year that I was born and so it's been my home my whole life and uh, I just planned on taking over for him he's got a pretty successful program over here at Fort Cobb he's won seven state championships and uh, 
and won two runner-ups, state runner-ups, and then uh, he's made actually the the team has made ten straight state tournaments. Uh, this year was the tenth straight that my dad's made, so he's he's had a pretty good small school record here at Fort Cobb, and and I just have planned my my pretty much since I was about five or six years old, I've known that I've wanted to be a a high school coach, you know. So that's just always been my plan throughout college: is take over for him. Wow, that's a pretty cool story. So. Cam, you had a pretty good career yourself there at Fort Cobb, Roxton. You won uh, three state titles while you were there. Uh, you were four-time consensus All-State. You know, just talk about what it was like to be such a, a part of a, such a great program and then playing for your dad on top of that. And then you played with your brother too, right? Yes, yes. Played uh, two years with with Kellen, my little brother. And uh, it was just really special, you know. Uh, growing up in a small town, you know, a really kind of a rural community, out here in western Oklahoma it's just it's pretty special here you know you feel like you're you know everyone and you're kind of you know you grow up with the guys that you've played with your whole life and and pretty much you know here at Fort Cobb we've actually our our baseball program I played baseball in high school as well and I actually uh, was on the USAO baseball team for uh, two years before I just decided to focus on basketball and uh, so I just always had a love for sports and uh, we actually we don't play football here at Fort Cobb um, we play two baseball seasons, so we play a fall baseball state turn. They have a state tournament, a whole season uh, for two classes, and um, and then a spring season. And our baseball team has actually just made four straight state finals in baseball and won one of those four. And so we've we've had a lot of success in sports here. And really, just you grow up, you know, watching all the older guys, you know, and all the guys my dad's coached uh, make state tournaments and win state tournaments. And uh, you, it's pretty much the standard, you know. You grow up seeing it, and you just want to get there someday. And uh, it's just it's a really special place place to be. And yeah, you just you don't find it, you know, as as a as a small school like we are. There's not many programs that have been in and out of the state tournament basically every year for the last 20 or so years my dad actually he won his first uh state title here at fort cobb in 2000 and um our last one was in 2018 but we've been back there and actually uh i was my dad's assistant while playing at usao for the last three years oh um yeah it's about 40 minutes from from chickasha over there at usao so i would come back to practices and and games as often as i could throughout the season whenever we weren't you know on the road or playing this these last three years and that was really special to me you know being able to be close and that was really why my eventual decision to come back to usao kind of sealed the deal was it was close to home and i could help my dad with with coaching as well cam why don't we back up just a little bit and let's talk about that so you were really you were a recognized player coming out of high school for you, what was the recruiting process like? Did you get much attention? You ended up going to East Central. Talk about that that whole process to get to East Central. Well, you know, being at a, at a smaller school, I will say it, it's kind of tough to get a lot of uh, college, you know, recognition and looks uh, to say. It's kind of hard to, to get seen, you know. Not a lot of college coaches are going to come to a, you know, class A or B uh, basketball game most of the time. So you you have to get out there and play some AAU. That's what – uh, really, AAU is is really beneficial for smaller school players here in Oklahoma. Um, it gives gives you an opportunity to play against you know six A, five A, four A bigger schools, and uh, it, it really just gives you a chance to get seen by by colleges and everything. And uh, throughout my you know I think I started playing seriously playing AAU around fifth or sixth grade, 
and uh, played, you know, just about every weekend, just as much as I could, I could play. Whenever I got to about my junior year is whenever I really started to see a lot of, a lot of colleges reaching out. You know, I think they most, from my experience, I think most colleges are going to wait, you know, division two NAI are going to wait until, you know, your junior senior year to see who's going division one, you know, junior college who can, you know, make it and uh, uh, get accepted into four year schools. But my experience, I, I didn't have a ton of looks, you know, I got a lot of letters, you know, throughout high school from, um, from division one schools, but I think that my size and my athleticism kind of, kind of hindered me in, in getting a lot of big, bigger division one looks. Um, I actually, my freshman year, uh, I got to, got to, uh, go to OU basketball games for free as a recruit. Um, wow. they recruited me a bit my freshman and sophomore year. Um, you know, I got to watch Buddy Heald and their, their OU's good run with Lon Kruger throughout those years and got to sit right behind the bench. So that was really neat and really cool experience. But, uh, but really, I think once my, my height kind of, kind of, once I stopped growing right about five, nine or 10, uh, the, the division one schools kind of slowed down a little bit and it was more division two at that point. But yeah, I, I got my first offer in, in, uh, my junior summer going into my junior year. And it was, it was, uh, Arkansas Monticello actually. And, uh, another GAC school, great American conference that East central was in. And, uh, it was just a little bit too far. You know, I really liked the, the coach over there and really liked the school, but, East Central just, you know, they offered me uh, the start of my, uh, I guess it was my going into my senior year. And that fall, I just really liked the coaching staff and the campus, you know, and, yeah. and it was a good setup where, you know, my parents being both school teachers, my mom's the home ec teacher at the high school over here. So um, both my parents being teachers, it was just, you know, getting your education paid for was a really big deal to me and not having any debt coming out of college was, was huge for me. So, Absolutely. um, I just I felt like I really wanted to make it a home there, and uh, is it's about two hours and fifteen minutes or so from from Fort Cobb, and and I really did enjoy my time there, you know, being being away, but it was just a little bit too far, you know. I'm I'm a little bit. Some would call me a mama's boy, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, and, yeah. and and you know, being away from my dad and everything was a little bit tough for me, but uh, <laughs> but my recruiting experience was was great um you know i would have liked to have been about six one or two would have helped me out a little bit <laughs> yeah with with recruiting but but it, it was good so you played a year over at east central uh you got better throughout the you, you kind of grew as a player you started the last i think 10 13 games for them talk about that transition from you know playing at fort cobb broxton to all of a sudden you're playing a d2 ball at east central what was that transition like well, I think it's it's about the same for for most freshmen. You know, some guys can come in and you know are are given the confidence to just kind of you know play their style that they played in high school. But for for me, and I feel like a lot of freshmen, you know, you kind of have to get your feet wet and uh, kind of get used to the speed and size of of, of defenders and, and the speed of the game. You know, it's it's a pretty fast paced game, and the length. And, and strength of, of players is a lot different than than playing you know even at a 6a level in high school you know you don't see that every day and so uh it, it was just a little bit of a learning curve i think uh i definitely like you said i i think i grew as a player tremendously throughout that year and i think it took me about about to christmas break before i really felt you know comfortable and uh kind of felt like i could play my game 
kind of let loose a little bit and not not overthink. I think that's what most freshmen do is you kind of are thinking more than just playing the game. And uh, I think throughout my freshman year, I really grew as a player and, and kind of it, it takes a little bit, I think, to get your confidence back a little bit, yeah. you know, kind of. You know, you may be a little shell shocked at the at the speed and size size of the game, and so uh, really, I think just just learning learning your system, and uh, and then as well, just learning how to manage your style of play in you know a game where you know you've got really bigger guards, bigger postmen. You know, every 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 uh, position is is you know extended length and and speed and size, and so. I think that's the biggest thing is just yeah. learning how to, you know, get that that bounce pass through without it getting tipped and, you know, learning how to work your angles a little bit better than you did in high school. So, Cam, I have a question about that. When I watch uh, young guys right out of high school, true freshmen, uh, you're a guard. It seems like the one thing that they and maybe this is just maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like the one thing they struggle with the most is entry pass into the post. It's way too lazy or it hits somebody's feet. It just seems like that that skill takes a while for them to get where they can make a clean entry pass. They don't realize how quick everybody's going to be and how high they can jump. Yes, yes. Uh, that That's definitely, definitely. I, I think uh, making entry passes especially, you know, it, it always helps to have a big that, that seals his man really well. And that can sometimes, you know, if a guy works around, they can, they can tip that pass. But I think that whenever you're being guarded on the perimeter and making that entry pass, not letting the, the guard that's guarding you tip the ball, I think that's one thing, like you said, and just making that direct entry pass and, really getting getting wide and getting an angle that's that's the biggest thing i think for me was getting the angles to make those passes you know being a smaller guard you you do have to kind of create more space than than what a guy that would be around six three or four guard would have to make and so definitely as a freshman you have to you have to learn that everything's got to be more precise and uh you you can't just you know nonchalantly make passes you know coming off of ball screens that's one thing that I really think I improved on throughout that freshman year was coming off of ball screens, uh, pick and rolls, and knowing when you have to make that pass, especially as a smaller guard, and when you can't. You know, when, you, when you've when you waited too long to make it, you have to just, you know, eat it and move the ball and uh, not force it, you know, because yeah. I think a lot of freshmen do what she said, you know, they, they try to force things that in high school, you know, you get by with, you know, you make the pass and, and you're good enough and skilled enough to get it through there, but in college, you know that everybody's longer, more athletic, and quicker, and you definitely have to pick and choose your your uh, your windows. Being a smaller guard, you're five ten. How much did you lean on the fact that you were fundamentally a very strong basketball player? I, I said before we started, you you played like a a prototype coach's kid. How much did you lean on just your knowledge of the game? I think I, I le- leaned on it pretty much throughout my whole career. You know. Um, um, especially after I got to USAO, you know, I, I think that uh, definitely what my dad had, had taught me up to that point and, you know, his knowledge of, of the game and, and watching and also watching guards, you know, like uh, my favorite player was Steve Nash. Um, I grew up watching him and just seeing the way that he passed the ball and could just shoot the ball, you know, coming off of ball screens. It, it really made me realize, you know, as a smaller guard, you've got to you've got to separate yourself with your skill, you know, and your, your dribbling and your shooting has to be a, just a little bit better than everyone else's, you know, to make up for that size difference. And I think that 
you know, whenever I was a kid, uh, my dad would always tell people, you know, how's Cameron, you know, dribble so well and everything. And he said he just dribbles all the time. You know, me and my brother and a couple of our buddies, we would go up to the gym, you know, in the morning about eight or nine o'clock. And we would come home for, for lunch at about noon, eat a, eat a quick lunch, go right back to the gym and stay up there till 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Wow. And just spend so much time, you know, just working on my craft, you know, and just just playing. You know, that's that's one thing that that I think that uh, sometimes in today's game, we can kind of get carried away with with doing set drills, you know, and doing doing cone drills and doing drills are definitely very beneficial. And, you know, I did plenty of them. But uh, I think the thing that benefited me the most was just playing, you know, pickup games, playing pickup games, playing three on three and really just learning how to play creatively and not just, you know, put my game in a box and, you know, you have to do this a certain way. But just learning how to play creatively and kind of having a little bit more wiggle than um, than some players have. Um, that's what I like to call it, you know, on a crossover yeah. whenever I like a kind of. I, uh, Jamal Crawford was a guy that, that I thought really had great wiggle and, uh, and guys like that, that just, you know, when they cross over, they're not just straight line crossing over you. They're kind of giving you a little, a little shimmy shake on, on the way. And I think that playing pickup games and just, just playing the game, um, not just doing set drills every single day, uh, actually playing with my friends and actually, you know, making some moves that, you know, you may not, may not make in just a, you know, set workout yeah. was, uh, was really beneficial to me. That's what I advise a lot of young players today to do is, is just get out with your friends and, and play pickup. You know, that's, that's where you learn how to make the extra pass. Um, that's where you learn how to read ball screens, you know, and, and see where a guy is rolling up on a, on a, on a shot where the roll man's covered with, you know, the guard on the offside and you've got to hit the roll, the roll up guy. Those type of things, I think, are, are built in, in playing pickup and actually playing the game, not just, you know, doing cone drills and, and working on your ball handling and shooting. You know, you've got to do those type of things to uh, to uh, get better, I think. That's a really good – you know, I've, I've spoken to several players that say their game really got shaped either in the playground or the cul-de-sac, the things, places yeah. I've heard, because of yes. a couple of things. The other thing they say, Cam, is – you're playing against older kids because you yes. know how it is. You go to the playground, you go to the school or wherever. You I mean that you're going to be playing, especially if you're 12, 13 years old, there's going to be 19 year olds there, 17 year olds there. Right. Yes. Uh, and it, it forced, it forces you to, to, to play a more mature or tougher, stronger, whatever words you want game. Yes. Yes. And actually to, uh, to expand on that, we, uh, we had a great group of guys that had played actually for my dad in the uh, uh, 2000 state championship uh, game that would come back and mostly were uh, Native Americans. Uh, we have a great, you know, our county around here, we have a great uh, Native American group of people that, that love basketball. You yeah. know, uh, Carnegie, Oklahoma, uh, right down the road, and Anadarko has a great coach over there that's had – very very much success uh through basketball and we we would have a group of you know 30 year old men coming down to fort cobb gym to uh play with us play pickup with us and that made us tremendously better um through just playing older stronger guys that that also knew the game and knew how to play and would would give us you know some advice and some tips and had been through it you know been through uh winning state championships and stuff and uh and that really benefited us tremendously uh playing against older guys no doubt 
that's a great service almost they provided. They probably enjoyed beating you too, didn't they? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they loved it. Yep. You learned how to how to get your jump shot off because uh, some of my dad's old guards that he had back in the old days, uh, they had quick hands and they knew how to, if you brought it straight up in front of you without getting a little separation, they'd, they'd swipe the ball down and, and steal it from you on a jump shot, no doubt. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, Cam, I want to ask you about a, a couple of games. You know, your, your first year – at Science and Arts, you got a really good team. You went 22-11. and 11. You guys got to the round of eight. And then do you remember that game you had with against William Carey that year in the round of eight? Just, they just barely kept you out of the final four. Yes, yes. It, it still haunts me to this day. Um, I think if, if maybe we just could have got a, another rebound, one or two rebounds down the stretch, I think we'd have had them. You know, uh, uh, I think – and and I I don't know if most people know this about that game, but we actually kind of had a had a tough road to to get into the final four that year. In the Elite Eight, we actually had to play at noon on a Saturday, and we had actually just finished up our our Sweet Sixteen game on Friday night. Uh, the games bunch of games went into overtime, yeah, and we our game got pushed back from nine o'clock or nine p.m. to eleven p.m. So we finished up our Sweet Sixteen game at one a.m. And had to turn around, play the Elite Eight game against William Carey at noon the next day. And so we had an 11-hour turnaround. And I, I truly believe that we were just a little bit worn out, you know, playing three games. That, that in it, Winning it back then especially was really tough to begin with, you know, winning. I think it was five maybe games in six or seven days. Yeah, five and six, um, yep. Five and six days. And so it's, it's the, you know, Coach Francis always called it the gauntlet. And uh, he said, you know, the toughest teams would, would have to win. And I think we were we were tough enough to, to get to the Final Four, but just came up a rebound or two short. But um, that game, I, I think that was that was my best game in the tournament that year. Yeah, I, I felt like I, I think we our lead kept going, kept dwindling down the last eight or ten minutes. I think we were up about ten with ten minutes, about eight with, you know, five or six minutes to go, and then just kept dwindling down, and they hit some big shots. And, uh just let it slip away but yeah that game definitely haunts me to this day were you exhausted that was an overtime game and you would just play like you say 11 hours rest were yes. you ex you played 41 minutes were you exhausted after that game or just did you have your heart broke and didn't notice uh i i didn't quite notice it at the time which you know i was only a sophomore so i think i i was a little bit i think if i would have played like that my senior last two years i think i would have been a little bit more worn out but yeah, we were we were definitely worn out, and I I was tired. I, I actually did not realize that I played that many minutes in that game until <laughs> yeah. you said that. But uh, but yeah, I and I I actually uh, we were, I think we had about a five or six point lead, and I hit a couple of threes there late in the game that I thought were you know the daggers that would get us over the hump. But uh, but yeah, I think we were just so worn out, and uh, we didn't do our best job of boxing out, you know, and and getting those those defensive rebounds. But yeah, I, I actually didn't didn't even notice it. I, I think I was so heartbroken and and so sad that we were going to lose some of those seniors, um, and I'd never get to play with them. That I I don't think I noticed it too much. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was your first year at Science and Arts. The next year in 1920. You guys went about 500. Like you say, it was kind of a rebuilding year. You had lost a lot of guys from the 18-19 team. But the yes. uh, 2021, uh, that, was a, that was a COVID season. You, got, you guys only played uh, 20 games. You went 17-3. and three. It seemed like you had a, a pretty good team. 
but there were so many interruptions in the season. You did win the uh, uh, Sooner Athletic Conference tournament. You beat Mid America Christian, and that that was a uh, that must have made you very very happy to to win that. Uh, but you ended up falling to Oklahoma Wesleyan, probably a game that you guys were thinking you would win in the tournament that year. Do you remember that game? Yes, yes, I do. It it's one of those games that I. I uh, try to lock back in my memories and and don't really bring it up very often. Oh, but, sorry. Uh, but it, oh, you're fine, you're fine. But um, but yeah, we we just did not play our our best that that day. Um, and they give credit to them. They you know they are a really disciplined and really good team. You know they I I believe they shot somewhere around fifty uh, percent from three that game. You know they I think they made around fourteen or fifteen threes out of out of about thirty or so. And uh, they. They shot the ball really well, and we didn't have one of our best games particularly. Um, I, I do remember they they had a very good game plan uh, for me, and you know I I didn't play my best. Um, they they really were they uh, they guarded me pretty good that game, and uh, we just you know playing playing up there. Uh, I think they they had a little bit more comfortability playing in that that arena. Yeah. Um, I think where they played their conference championship game as well. And uh, that that year also there was only three teams to a region, so we actually got there on a on a Thursday. On that Thursday, uh, had to get you know COVID tested and everything, and then waited around till till Saturday. I think that we went and watched them play on Friday, and you know we we knew we'd have our hands full because I think they made about the same amount of threes the night before um, against the team they were playing. But uh, but yeah, give credit to them. Yeah, that's one game I wish we could have back because I. I really think that team, you know, it was a special year, um, especially going through COVID and and everything that that we had been through. It was it was it was really a tough year, but I feel like we handled the adversity really well throughout the season and uh, overcame a lot of struggles throughout that year with uh, COVID and having to test and you know sitting out from practice for multiple weeks at a time if if you know guys pop pop positive and and uh, yeah, that that was actually. Tough. Really, um, really, it really meant a lot to me to uh, to win that that uh, conference tournament that year because my uh, my father actually got COVID um, that that fall before or actually sorry that summer before in in July late July he actually we my whole family was coming back from a vacation seeing family in Alabama and we got COVID and my dad was actually in the hospital for three months um, wow. had to be put on mo and uh, almost lost his life. And uh, it was really, really stressful and hard time. And uh, really, I give credit to my teammates and Coach Francis and uh, uh, our assistant coach that came in, Coach Roach. He really was great to me that year and the last two years I played. But the team really got me through, you know, almost losing my father that 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 year. Luckily, he he made it through and and uh, actually coached the rest of that season for Fort Cobb. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a really hard year you know, but, and uh, I give credit to, you know, coach Francis, you know, he's, he was always there for me and, uh, you know, it really helped me take, take things off my mind, um, throughout that fall. And, uh, he, he's just, I can't give him enough thanks for all that he's done for me. You know, you got to talk for a moment about playing for coach Francis. I think he does a very good job there at science and arts. Uh, you competitive every year, highly respected coach. Just talk about what it's like to play for coach Francis there at uh, science and arts well you know uh 
whenever whenever coach recruited me um uh he he actually we talked about you know uh making the national tournament and uh we didn't we didn't achieve our our goal that we set out to to get which was the national championship but we uh we reached all of our other goals and uh playing for coach francis is just it was really special to me you know he i feel like he really allowed me to be myself and and play my game um you know that's that's an another reason that i i came to usao was you know, he told me, you know, uh, we know that you, you know, like to shoot jump shots. And, and I know some some coaches, you know, don't really like the, the jumper, you know, as much um, as as a three or, a, a, you know, get all the way to the rim and finish. But uh, Coach Francis, you know, he knew that, that that was part of my game, that pull up mid ranges and, and pull up threes was was a big part of my game. And he, he let me, you know, let me have some freedom and and uh, didn't pull back the reins, you know, and, and would let me play. And just his uh, his guidance, you know, and he, he as a player had a lot of success. And uh, I believe they were ranked number one uh, at Rogers State whenever he played over in Claremore. And um, uh, I think he made the Elite Eight one year over there, maybe his senior year as well. But uh, just his guidance and uh, his resiliency, I think, really resonated with the team. You know, he, he's a winner. And, you know, he builds a culture that everybody's family, we're going to stick together and no matter what, you know, happens and uh, we're going to stick, stick together and get through it and be us. And uh, I really just appreciated him, you know, but uh, also just the way that he handled that, that my junior year, you know, we talked about, uh, we went about 500 and didn't, didn't play our, our best, had a lot of injuries throughout that year. I think we had a total of you know, within our six or seven top rotation, we had 40 games missed, I think, that year with injuries. So we had a lot of a lot of struggles, but we, we finished the season strong, you know, and he never let us give up on the season. You know, some teams would fold and, you know, just think, oh, well, this isn't our year. But we kept pushing and we actually uh, got a got a bid in the semifinals. We, we actually went down to Texas Westland that year in the first round of the conference tournament and won a game and had a chance to get to the to the conference championship game to get a bid into the national tournament so we we never quit fighting and i give credit to uh, coach francis that year for for just never letting us quit you know and always having having our team believe in ourselves and and knowing that no matter what the start of this season or you know how this season's going we're going to keep fighting and uh, never give up and i know that they'll they'll continue to have more success you know than i even had in the in the future over there at USAO because of what he's done. Cam, you talk about chemistry. I thought this season's team was a very good team. You guys were ranked uh, in the top 10, I think, most of the season. Yourself, Stefan Hall, uh, Makunte, you guys were really skilled and you really played together. I mean, just talk a little bit about, about this team this season. Well, this year was really special. You know, it, it, it was kind of tough. I didn't know if we would top uh, my uh, official senior year, you know, my my regular senior year but this year my super senior year was was really special and uh just I think I think our chemistry came from you know me and uh Stefan and Gerard McCunte and uh Trey Ellis a bunch of us guys had been together for four years you know we started our career at, at USAO together and um I think that was really just great for for leadership you know we uh we knew what it what it takes to, to get back to the national tournament and to win a conference championship, and I think that 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 that's credit to uh, to us guys just becoming such great friends and uh, playing together for so many years. You know, after you played with somebody for 
four years, you know, you kind of get to know them and uh, know how they like to play, what you like to do, you know. And and uh, one one guy that uh, you didn't didn't mention, but I'll mention him, Trey Ellis. He knew how to find me. You know, Stephon Hall was one as well that you know he knew where my spots were on the court, and and I give credit to them to getting me most of my threes. You know, they they would get me get it to me in the right spots, and uh, whenever we would come down on a break, I. Travion Ellis, he would he would you know dribble up and draw my man and kick back to me and got me a lot of threes that way. And uh, throughout the early this season, he was hurt with an injury, and I kept telling him when he was hurt, man, I need you back so you can get me about <laughs> three to game. <laughs> and uh, and so he was kind of our glue guy, you know, our our Draymond Green to say, you know, he he kind of would knew how to find people and get people going. And uh, really, just our chemistry this year was was really great and. That's why it, w- it was just really hard to, to see, you know, it, it go go the way it did because I really think this this year's team was was our team that could have made a deep run, you know, if we didn't didn't happen to slip up down at, at Alexandria this this playoffs. Like you say, it didn't end up the way you wanted. You had to go over to Alexandria and play the two LSU schools. You fell to LSU Shreveport, who was, got on a little roll there at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, but. It was still, I thought it was still a very good year for science and arts. You know, Cam, science and arts, you have a really good fan following. Uh, the people in town really enjoy USAO basketball. Talk about your, your time there and, and how special it was to be part of that. Well, I've, I've actually talked to multiple people, you know, uh, throughout this, the end of this year and, and after the season ended. And, and uh, the thing that I can say about, about USAO that I, I never thought I would really say about about a college it, it gave me this the sense that i felt like i was home you know uh the community there and and the campus there there you know the the professors they they are pulling for you you know they'll come to games and and cheer you on and our our student section was always always the best you know um uh athletes really support each other at you at science and arts and I, I really never thought that I would have that feeling like I had back at my hometown playing, you know, the community support and, and just feeling like, like everyone was family um, until I got to USAO. Um, I, I really never thought that I would have that. And throughout my four years there, I, I really realized, you know, I, I found the perfect place for me. Um, you know, coming from a small town where, you know, everybody knows everyone and, and it's really tight knit community and everyone supports, you know, athletics in, in a positive and great way. Uh, USAO was was just just the same way. You know, it's it's a it's just a very special place to me. And uh, our, our community supports athletics so, so great. Um, I can't thank them enough. And I, I, I think that, um, you know, our, our softball team's actually hosting. Uh, I think they're ranked in the top five right now. And uh, baseball is going to a regional. So really just athletics at USAO. You know, the standard is, is to be successful and, and to win. I think that they're going to flourish for the next however long, you know, forever. I think over there in athletics because of the leadership they have, you know, and uh, our athletic director was former baseball coach, Mike Ross, and he's got the athletic programs in, in the right direction. You know, he's, he's a great athletic director and, you know, it, it's just really special. And also an, another uh, great thing about, about being so close to home is I had a lot of Fort Cobb people that, uh, that would feel I, I may have 25 to 50 people from my hometown coming to watch my games. And so this year and the last four years, we've, 
we've had great fans and uh we had you know we had a lot of oklahoma players that uh, a lot of family would come come to the games and along with our already great support from the school and the community of chickasha it it was unbelievable uh, i don't think i could have found a better place to uh, spend my last four years and uh, have the support that we had well cam they'll certainly remember you at science and arts you had a great career there uh, congratulations on what you've done. Look forward to see what you have coming up in the future. Uh, maybe next season, if, if you're around, maybe we can get on and talk some uh, Sooner Athletic Conference basketball after the season heats up. That'd be kind of fun. Yes, that would be great. That would be awesome. Yes, I'd love to love to come back on. I appreciate you having me on. It really, really means a lot. I, I really appreciate it. Well, Cam, thank you very much. That's Cameron Hines, first team All-American, Sooner Athletic Conference Player of the Year. USAO basketball. Thank you, Cam. Thanks. Thank you. Really appreciate it.